Hello, my darlings. How are you all? I've had so many messages from you this week. Oh, my God. And and I've had quite a few birth stories as well. People have been sending me their birth stories with pictures of their babies. Uh, so please do that because I absolutely love it. It makes me cry every single time. I will never get bored of reading somebody's birth story. Anyway, welcome, my darlings. I think this is like episode 16 or 17. And today I want to talk about assisted birth because did you know that one in three first-time mums will have an assisted delivery. So when I say assisted birth, I just said delivery, so I hate that, I hate that term for birth. An assisted birth means birth where you, a midwife or an obstetrician will use forceps or a ventus. So one in three first-time mums, that is a, that's a high statistic, isn't it? So I think it's very important to learn about it. Um, and I know for a fact that some people won't even listen to this episode because they'll see that it's about assisted birth and they'll go, oh no, I, I don't want to know about that. Um, but, and I know this for a fact because I've done, my two most recent posts were interventions and then one on tearing and so many more people have listened to the tearing one compared to the interventions one because I think people just kind of go, oh, that won't happen to me or it's just a bit scary so they don't want to know. But actually, you're so much better off being prepared and learning about it because a if you learn about something you can learn ways to prevent it and b if it does happen then you're so much more prepared and when you feel more prepared you're going to be calmer and less scared so if you're here and you're listening good <laughs> i'll try to make it it's difficult because i know that this information can feel a bit scary um so i'll just try to keep it just very factual for you my loves so assisted birth to be honest with you, this was something that I was really, really terrified of when I was pregnant. And I was one of those people that didn't want to learn about it. Um, and I am one in three. So I had my first birth was via forceps. So let's chat about sort of why it might happen. So yeah, let's talk about why. So why might you need an assisted birth? So if progress is long. So for example, if you've been pushing for more than two hours, somebody might say, come on, we need to intervene now. If there's blood pressure issues, so if you've got very high blood pressure and pushing isn't a good idea, or if baby is becoming distressed, it's a quicker way of getting them out. So those are kind of the reasons why it might happen. Having an epidural can increase the chances of requiring assistance because your contractions aren't as strong, so baby can get more distressed and it might be harder to get baby out. So if you lie, if you have an epidural and you lie on your side, you reduce your chances of needing assistance. So ways that can prevent having forceps would be moving around. So just literally being upright, walking, moving can really help because um, baby can get in. It's more likely that baby can get in the optimal position for birth. So that is a huge way of preventing that. So just lying on your back isn't a good idea. So moving around being upright, if you've had an epidural, lying on your side can help, um, and the midwives can support you to be in different positions if you have an epidural, you don't just have to lie on your back. Also, you're less likely to require forceps if you plan to give birth at home. I'm not even talking about if you give birth at home, if you literally just plan to give birth at home, you're you're less likely to have it. And you are less likely if you have a home birth as well, you're 50% less likely to have forceps if you give birth at home. And you're also less likely if you give birth in a midwife-led unit or like a birth centre. So, that's worth knowing as well, I think. Um, and also, don't don't push unless you've got the actual urge to push. That can prevent you having forceps as well. So, what actually are forceps? 
forceps are, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> it's, they're basically like massive salad tongs. Will it, when I, when the forceps came out, when I was, give, when I was in labor and I was about to give birth, my husband went, here comes the salad tongs. So yeah, they, I didn't, obviously I didn't look, I'm not one of the people that likes to look at these things, but they are like salad tongs and they, they're curved spoons that are placed around your baby's head. And then as you have a contraction, the obstetrician would pull baby down and out. So you would, you would be given adequate pain relief if you were, if this was going to happen, um, and everything would normally be discussed with you beforehand as well. So if it was a situation where a midwife and an, and an obstetrician think the safest way for your baby to be born would be via assistance, everything would be explained to you and you would they would obtain your consent and then they would go ahead and get everything ready. So you would have adequate pain relief, first of all. Normally you'll have a catheter inserted because you won't know when you're going to wee if you've got all that pain relief and also kind of uh, to move your bladder out of the way, basically get it out of the way to enable your baby to come down and out in the best way possible so yeah that's what that's what would happen with forceps it might happen in the room that you're already in or you might be taken down to theater and if you're taken down to theater yeah it's it it could feel quite scary so I think it's worth knowing that if you are taken down to theatre you would have there's lots of doctors and medical staff there so you'd have an obstetrician you'd have a a paediatrician you would have a couple of midwives you would have a scrub nurse an anaesthetist like there would be a lot of people there so it's worth just knowing that that's very normal because I remember when it happened to me I was taken down to theatre and you might be taken down to theatre if they're not sure if the forceps will work so that you're there ready for a c-section and I remember just looking around. I didn't know anything, so I didn't know half of what I know now. And I remember looking around and looking at my husband and going, why the fuck are there so many doctors here? And I, I literally thought I was going to die because I didn't know that that was just normal. I thought that they were already there for, like, to, I don't know. I, thought, I literally thought that it was, a, like, a precaution in case I was going to die. But it wasn't. It was, it was very normal for that. And I think if I'd have known that, I wouldn't have felt half as scared because I would have been like, oh, okay, that's cool. I know what I know why they're all here. So I think it's worth knowing that as well. And also theatres are really cold as well. So just just know that as well. Um, so that's what would happen in that situation. Or you might be offered a ventouse, which is like a, a suction cup that goes on baby's head and then baby's sucked out. You might hear some sucking noises as well. So just bear in mind, this is why I always say to people to bring earphones to hospital so you don't have to hear all the weird sounds. So... It whether they use forceps or a suction cup will depend on baby's position and also how far along you are. So if you're like 36 weeks or less, you'd probably have forceps over a suction because the suction could damage baby's head because the head is softer at that point. So that's what would happen in that situation. But everything will be just discussed with you. Um, and also it's worth knowing as well that you don't have to have forceps or ventouse. You can have a C-section if you want to instead or you can, if it's safe to do so, you could wait a little bit longer to see if baby can be born without. But again, that would need you'd need to discuss all of that with the obstetrician and midwife. So yeah, that's kind of it. That that's what would happen. You would also be given an episiotomy, which is when your vag is cut, because that could reduce the risk of a severe tear. So that would also happen. And afterwards, somebody should come and have a chat with you to see how you're feeling and offer you a birth debrief because you might feel it might have been like an emergency which could feel quite scary so somebody should come and chat to you but as well as you it doesn't always feel like an emergency situation when I had mine it was very it was all very calm they come and told me they were going to do it I agreed to it 
40 minutes later, I was taken down to theatre. I say 40 minutes, I don't know, it might have been a bit sooner, but I was taken down to theatre, everything was prepped, and I already had an epidural, so they didn't need to give me any extra pain relief, and then it was all done, um, and it was done really, really quickly. So, but other than there being lots of doctors there, it didn't feel like it was an emergency situation, but sometimes it could do. So somebody should come and have a chat with you. You might also be given those, you know, those really sexy hospital socks afterwards as well. So you might have to wear those and you might have to stay in hospital a little bit longer than if you just gave birth without assistance. And you you probably need, you, you might have quite a few stitches as well. So, um, and bleeding might be heavier after an assisted delivery. Yeah, that might happen. And also the, the you would be given syntocin on to deliver the placenta as well. That wouldn't be a physiological delivery of the placenta that would happen with the assistance of syntocinum oh so yeah and also you might want to think about regular pain relief afterwards so I actually set an alarm for every four hours to make sure I took the paracetamol so that I wasn't ever in a point where I was like oh my god I'm suddenly in agony so just make sure you take regular pain relief and also with with regular pain relief it can block you up your bowels so you can get really constipated so make sure you're taking some kind of stool softener and actually just make sure you're doing that anyway because doing a poo after a forceps birth isn't the most pleasant experience um, and I'll get to the tips bit in a minute um so yeah, that's it. Baby might have some cuts and bruises, which isn't pleasant. I remember Millie had some cuts and bruises after the forceps. Um, but the midwife did give her some paracetamol as well. So that was um that helped her with comfort wise. And then also babies might be are more likely to have jaundice if they're born via forceps as well because of the bruising. So um and then they might be put in one of those little incubators with the blue lights. So just bear that in mind as well. Um and that's kind of it really. Let's talk about recovery afterwards. So after a forceps delivery, you're gonna be a bit bruised, a bit swollen down there, right? So my top tips would be number one, stool softeners and drinking lots of water. Because if you're drinking lots of water, your wee's going to be less concentrated and so it will sting less if you've got stitches. And one of the best things you can do when you do a wee, pour a jug of warm water on your vag as you're weeing. Or there is a thing you can get, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a squirty thing and you can squirt water on your bits as you're doing a wee. Honestly, that helped me so much. I just had a jug. It helped me so much. It was amazing. I would also recommend salt baths as well. (laughs) I think the NHS website says they don't recommend it, but it, personally, it really helped me personally. So have a look into that and see what you think. Do your own research on that. I would also suggest when you're doing a poo, just take your time, man. I actually, I did actually bring a glass of wine with me to the toilet. And I said to my husband, I was like, I'm going to be a long time. Don't annoy me. Don't knock on the door. Don't call for me. I'm fine. I just need my privacy and my glass of wine. And, you know, so that's what I did. Raise your legs and put them on a stool so that you're, that's a better position for doing a poo. And breathe, use your breathing techniques. Use your hypnobirthing breathing techniques. It's so powerful. It really, really helps. And relax your bum hole by doing this. Because when you do that horse lips, it um, relaxes your jaw and it relaxes all of your, your, your sphincters in your body. So... Doing that will really help. And like I said, just take your time, man. Just take your time and drink lots of water and eat lots of foods that are going to be um, better to poo out. So don't eat lots of dry biscuits and crackers. No one wants that in their life. Um, yeah, and just take your time. And do you know what? It's actually quite amazing how quickly the, your vag can heal. 
I think I said in the tearing episode, it's one of the quickest healing parts of the body. So, you know, it's going to be a while, but it is amazing how quickly you'll feel better. Um, And if you don't, then get sick, get checked. Um, You'll have dissolvable stitches, so you won't need to have them taken out. They will just dissolve. And something that really, really helped me, and I know this is really weird, but I promise it was so helpful. After you have a bath or a shower, blow dry your vag. Now, obviously... Don't be having it on the hottest setting and burn your minge. <laughs> Don't be messaging me saying, I burnt my minge after, and I've got stitches. <laughs> but, God, fucking hell, can you imagine? But just just blow drying it. it. Honestly, try it. But I, Even if you don't have a forceps berth and you've got some stitches, blow dry your minge because <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I was just like, oh, my God, I feel so much more comfortable. Like, I don't know what it is, but just, like, give it a little blow dry amazing the best that's one of the best tips i've ever had in my life and i'm sharing it with you because that's how i like to share the love so blow dry your minge but don't burn it please for fuck's sake (laughs) um but that yeah honestly but those are my top tips um and just yeah just take your time just walk around slowly uh some people talk about padsicles which is a sanitary pad sanitary towel that you put witch hazel on and some other things google padsicle and have a look because I think there's different remedies and then you put it in the freezer and then you pop obviously pop it in your pants so you've got like a nice frozen padsicle and then uh yeah something that really helped me as well when I had a forceps birth was to wear the really big massive tonk <laughs> maternity pads because they really stop there's they, they provide a bit of a cushioning you know what I'm saying so that really helped me as well um and also I know this sounds really weird as well but wearing jeans helped me because I feel like maybe it held me I felt like it held me together a bit more um because I did actually feel like everything was just going to fall out obviously that's not the case I mean some people do have a prolapse after obviously if you felt like that go and get checked but I felt like jeans just helped me stay a little bit it, it just made me I don't know if it's just a mental thing but it helped me feel a bit like more secure my vag felt more secure and also when you get up if you're sitting down and you get up like hold your vag like literally hold it as you get up that made me feel a lot better as well and if you sneeze then hold your vag nothing's gonna fall out but it can just feel a bit because it's swollen that's how it can feel and then when you if you are doing a poo what I did is I got a sanitary towel and I put I put it over my vag and like held it there like kind of pushed my vag up a little bit and that that just really felt like, again, it was it felt like the poo was easier because it didn't feel like all my vag was going to fall out. So, yeah, I hope that's helpful, my loves. So to summarise, don't burn your minge <laughs> and hold your vag together. No, but honestly, um, that, that blow-dryer tip, honestly, it really is amazing. So, yeah, hope that's helpful, my loves. I'm really grateful that you've listened because, honestly, so many people just don't want to know about this and then it happens to them and then they're like, oh, shit, I wish I knew. So, you know, if it's one in three births, then I'd rather you guys knew and hopefully you can prevent it. But if it does happen, you've got some tips there to help you deal with the situation. So, as always, I love you so much um, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, and just quickly before I go, if you're in a situation where you're being offered some kind of forceps or von twos or a c-section or any kind of intervention you can ask questions that is perfectly allowed so you could something that's really worth remembering is the brain acronym so b is for benefits so you can say what are the benefits of what you're offering me and um, then you can ask for 
R is for risks. So what are the risks of what you're offering me? And what are the risks of not doing what you're offering me? A is for alternatives. What are the alternative options? There's always alternatives. So ask what are the safe alternative options? I is for intuition. So what do you feel like you want to do? And N is for nothing. So if it's safe to do so, you can ask for more time. So that is um, just really worth noting for any situation and just for life, actually. I spoke about it in the Terran episode where I was just like, that's actually just a great acronym for your life. If you're trying to figure something out, you can use the BRAIN acronym. So, yeah, hope that helps my lovelies. Thank you for listening. Please do rate my podcast because, you know, my ego loves it. But no, no, but honestly, it just really helps because it boosts it in the uh, podcast algorithms and then more people get to listen to this. So if you could rate it, that'd be amazing. Um, Even better if you can review it and uh, make sure you're following so you don't miss any episodes. Okay, love you. See you later. Bye.